Welcome to a special edition of the Kennel Talk podcast. The 2022 Ladbrokes chase is upon us, so we thought we'd get the band back together. I'm Matt Reid on behalf of tazracing.com.au and joining me is a man whose commitments, but more importantly, his appearance fee means we can only get him on special occasions and that, of course, is Brennan Ryan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Matt. Oh, it's a busy time at the moment, but uh, uh, never a dull moment and it's one of the great periods of the of the racing year that I really enjoy. So looking forward to you know, kicking off the, the greyhound side of the carnival, you know, it's now coming into full swing and yeah, there's some, you know, excitement around the seven heats of the Ladbrokes chase, which we'll touch on shortly. And yeah, we're really starting into to getting into the big events of the, of the um, upcoming months. Yeah. You're not wrong. The official summer carnival doesn't start for a few weeks, but for all intents and purposes, we may as well be there with the quality of racing that we're seeing across all three codes. This podcast will centre on the 10-event card we have in Hobart on Thursday, the 17th of November. Seven of those races are dedicated heats to the Ladbrokes Chase. Of course, Brennan, this is formerly the the Devonport Cup or Devonport Chase, but for obvious reasons, uh, that isn't the case this year. But um, it'll be an interesting series, and I guess disappointing that it can't be on the northwest coast, but it certainly loses none of its luster. No, it certainly does not. And, um, you know, the, the quality is there. And I think, you know, from a form perspective, um, look, I'm, I, I've got no, you know, no class to call myself any form expert, but, you know, for punters out there, this will give them a good chance to see dogs um, putting themselves into contention for the Hobart Thousand. This will be a great chance to see these dogs, you know, we see them in all their career aspects throughout the year, but this is a series that all, give us an indication on how these dogs are really charging towards the Hobart thousand. So um, a lot to come out of these heats, but there's some good quality in there from the local sense. You know, obviously we haven't got, you know, the, the, the top graders aren't as strong as what we've seen. We've got about three or four there that are standing out throughout the, um, out in the heats. And there's some other dogs in there as well that are progressing through the grade. Um, it's going to be a good test to see how they handle the, the kind of quality that, that, that there is when you come to group race level. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I mean, you touched on the, the Ladbrokes Hobart Thousand. Of course, this year sees the introduction of the Ladbrokes Triple Treat Connections bonus, potentially 100000 to any owner, trainer of a, a greyhound that can win the chase, the Thousand and the Ladbrokes Launceston Cup and even a $25,000 bonus. Uh, if any greyhound can win two out of the three. So it's certainly a, a decent carrot there, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. And we've seen that the local dogs have been able to pull it off. We, you know, we've got to go back a couple of years to the great Windburn Shan, who won the Devonport chase into the Launceston Cup. Uh, I know when Ben saw the announcement, he was asking if there were any backdated payments going for that. But, uh, uh, you know, I think it's got the enticement there for you know, any trainer to have a go at this. Obviously, you know, the bigger carrots are on the mainland with Melbourne Cups, Phoenixes and Million Dollar Chases. But I think this series alone with that, um, you know, the Triple Treat Connection bonus is going to make it a really exciting carnival coming up. And even the the actual heats themselves, Brennan, I note prize money for first at 4400 Is that up on recent years? It certainly is. It, it's. Um, I think we we're racing the heats for around about twenty five hundred, twenty seven hundred to the winner. So you know, to have it at four thousand four hundred is is a great incentive uh, to the dogs, and it's a great reward for the local dogs. You know, 
you win it and every dog wants to win the final, but that's a great reward for that dog winning that heat because he's earned, you know, he's at the, the chance to get in there and it's a reward for the trainers for putting the time and the effort um, to put their dogs into this sort of series. Our, look, in a general view, our prize money couldn't be any better at the moment. Um, you know, we've got another feature event on the program there on Thursday night with the Maiden Series, 11,000 to the winner. Well, you know, what more could you want? There's the, the industry could not be in a more better shape in regards to um, what's on offer and, you know, in prize purses. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing that showcased in Hobart on Thursday night. You'll be on track hosting the coverage for Taz Racing TV. Well, let's make our way through uh, the seven heats. We'll just touch on them briefly and, and I'll get some selections for you. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. No bookmakers odds that I could see uh, at the time of recording. So I'll, I'll just use the indicative prices on the Greyhound Recorder website to highlight who they think will be the key fancies in the heat. So we start with the first heat, Brennan, which is race two on that program. Uh, apologies if I've got this pronunciation wrong, but uh, Isarava or Isharava, uh, the two, and Rojo Diamond, the three, look to be the, the key elects in this one. Yeah, uh, I think you've got the naming correct there. But um, look, this greyhound, he, he's brought a lot of um, interest turning up. You know, he's probably on grade. He's the most, um, not not saying inexperienced dog, but he's the lowest grade dog going into the series. He comes down here as a grade six runner. Um, he's only had the four wins. The furthest he's gone is around about the 395, 366 metres up in Queensland. From all reports, his trial was pretty good. Um, about two weeks ago, he broke 26 seconds um, in his last hit out. And I know Connections, the owner Brett Klein's pretty excited to see how this puck's going to go around. Uh, you've got to give a lot of respect to Rojo Diamond, a greyhound that's won 20 races from 33 starts. Um, you know, he's won a lot on the, this is uh, a lot of people are going to realize this is the Devonport grade, but you know, overall on the Hobart grade, he's won a stack of races and he's been a phenomenal greyhound for Robin Grubb and, you know, they are the two standouts in the race. It's the old versus the new, but it's going to make a, a great contest between the two runners. Lean to you out of that pair? For me, I'm look on form at the moment, I am going to stick with Rojo Diamond. Um, just on his experience, it's too roaring. You can't go on hearsay on trials unless, you know, you have the right information and all that sort of thing. So I'm really going to go around with the suspect mark on Isarava and to see how he goes. He could win his heat, but we won't know until he lines up at the start there on Thursday night. So for me, I am going to put Rojo Diamond on top, uh, number three, to uh, beat the two Isarava, eight count Bingley and uh, eight quick Joey Small, sorry, and seven count Bingley. So three, two, eight and seven for me in the first heat. Well, I was having a chat to Mike Clark earlier today. Of course, listeners will know Mike uh, used to do the betting plans for Taz Racing, now has a full-time position with a business that doesn't allow him to do that. But uh, I just asked for his thoughts, and he thought Rojo Diamond might get a good run from what looks a tricky box, but um, Mike thought Rojo Diamond there. So he might be a good judge for the first of the heats. We'll go to the second one. Before I get your thoughts on this race, Brennan, you were able to have a chat with the trainer of number eight, who told Tough. Let's have a listen to that conversation now. 
Anna, mate, thanks very much for your time. I know you're uh, you're on the road at the moment, and uh, you're in Melbourne campaigning with Vice Grip and and um, Zabel for the for the big races. Um, I see you've got Who Told Tough um over here for the chase heats with Eileen uh, Thomas. Uh, what can you tell me about the dog? He's uh, got a pretty impressive form. Yeah, he does. He, he's a very very fast dog when he gets in his own way. He's, the only downfall for him is his his box matters, but if he if he comes out with them and he he does he avoids the trouble, he's a very very quick dog, and I think just getting him over to Tassie will sort of help him mature a little, and I think the the track will suit him down to the ground. He comes off a real good win there at Mandra at his last start on the first of November. Um, I see it was um in the best of the night there twenty two twenty two. What can you tell me about that? I'm not too um. Uh, you know, well adapted with the with the racing over there, and that must be a pretty good time there for the four hundred five. Yeah, yeah, it is. You, you don't see a lot of dogs get under the twenty two thirty mark, to be honest. And I, I think the twenty two twenty two would have been the the track record for a fair while until it was broken, uh, probably eighteen months ago, two years ago. So yep, no, it's a it's a very quick time, and yeah, that that it was sort of a sigh of relief when. He, when he put it all together because he, he'd trial very, very well and he'd, he'd go really close to the records at Cannington over the 380 and the post post. So it was a bit of a sigh of relief to see him do it do it in a race and it was just good timing to get him over to, to Tassie. Um, tell me, how, how did you uh, come about getting the dog? I see he's in the Emma's Boys Syndicate and well-bred too, obviously. Um, uh, a, is a close relation there to Simon Told Helen. He's out of that bloodline, I see, and, you know, well-bred by raw ability. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was a, a bit random in the sense of how, how they got hold of me, but they, they wanted to send a couple of dogs out of that litter to Perth, and, um, yep. yeah, they sent one over to Corey White, who told Spider, and they got hold of me to send me um, who told Tuff. So, yep. no, it was it was great. They're great to deal with, and, and the dogs are, very talented, so it, it, it's yeah, yep. it's been great. Um, obviously you've you've sent the dog over to Ian and Eileen Thomas to give him a good chance. He had a trial last week, twenty five seventy nine. Look, uh, from onlookers, it's a pretty good run there. First look, and uh, obviously you, you you'd be in contact with Ian and Eileen. Um, did they give you much of a, of a report on on that run? Because that's um, you know, to break twenty six is is a good effort there, there and, and that's a sharp time getting down in the you know coming into this sort of race. Run. I, I spoke to them after the after the trial, and they said, you know, he's. I think the first section was the only bit that sort of let him down a little, but um, mm-hmm. that's that's him. If he if he comes out running, he'll shave a good tenth and a half off that first section. But um, yep, that's that's what the dog is. So he's, he's hit and miss, but <laughs> he does time it. He's a he's a very very quick dog. Certainly, um, and I know you've um. You'd no doubt be keeping an eye out on the form of certain Tassie dogs when you get a chance. Have you had a much opportunity to have a look at um, who told Tuff's heat uh, that he goes around in on Thursday night? No, to be honest, I haven't. I've I've been running around here <laughs> in Melbourne and yep. just trying to get everything sorted in between the rain and, and getting dogs trialling and all that sort of stuff. But yep. Yeah, I, I don't think Box 8's ideal for him. He, he does tend to go straight to the rail and he's a he's a big 35 kilo dog so yep if he if he does miss the start he's going to just work his way straight across to the rail which it won't be ideal but if he comes out running i'm, I'm hoping he can chop across the field and 
yep. you know, sit in the top three because there's there won't be any weakness in him over four sixty. No, for, no, for sure. No, it's great to see. And obviously, mate, we should touch on the fact uh, your the your family name comes from Tassie originally, and um, your mum and dad Ray and Linda have done a terrific job. I see that you now you've taken over the training ship, and mate, you you couldn't be going, you couldn't be having a better run at the moment with um, with Vice Grip. I mean, and the dogs you got there in the moment, obviously, was you've got Zar Bell in the kennel, uh, who's done a terrific job. He ran a great race there in the national distance, and. Yeah, it's uh, everything seems to be going in the right path for you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a great eighteen months, two years realistically, and yeah, yep. just the timing of, of Vice Group coming into the kennel, and then Zarbell on the back of that, and yeah, it's sort of all all been a bit of a blur to be honest with what Vice Group's been able to do. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been fantastic, and to have um, dogs like Who Told Tough come into my care, and, and you know they they can perform on their day as well, so. But uh, mum and dad are actually heading over to Tassie uh, in the next couple of weeks. So oh, terrific. I, I think they'll be over there for the, the uh, Thousand Series. And um, yep. hopefully we can we can all be down there and be cheering, cheering one into the final. Yeah, for sure. Well, mate, um, look, thanks very much for the time to have a chat about Who Told Tough. Uh, good luck with Zarbell, uh, obviously with the Tassie connection with Ian and Eileen in the uh, in the, being in the bold trees there on uh, on Saturday night in the heats, and uh, hopefully uh, with a bit of luck, we might see you over here uh, during the Tassie Carnival with the can- you know with the Who Told Tough going round. So best of luck. Thanks, mate. And all going well. I'll, I'll probably head down Vice Grip. Oh, terrific! Up right after the Cup Series. Yep, yep. No, no. Oh, we'll, we'll look forward to it. Adam Smithson's given the care of Who Told Tough to. Eileen Thomas for the series, Brennan, and it does look a leading player here in what does look a hard heat. It, he certainly does. Um, look, his trial of 25.79 was a really good run. The only thing about it is his, early, is his first split mark, which was 5.20, I think it was about 5.28 to the first peg. Now, you'd really want to see him improve, and I don't think you'll see him be a better box beginner, but on this track, I think we're going to see the dog really come to his own because, you know, he's one off Mandrove the 405 and, and the 490 there in WA, but this is a track that I think that'll get down, that he'll really suit to. He's a 35 kilo dog. I really like dogs drawn more outside of the track because if there's any speed traps on the inside on the rail, this dog's got the opportunity to zip around the outside and, just off his run, I think there's a lot of um, improvement due to come there. So I'm going to put him on top number eight, who told tough over the three don't start. Now, look, we know what this ground can do for Lynn Howard. Was a brilliant last start winner there in 25.95. Um, look, he's a 19-time winner in his career and just a, a, a good ground that's performed at his best on certain occasions. Do it's um, back for another Tassie campaign. He's with Mick Stringer this time round, and his form's off. He's got a bit of age on him, but I know he'll probably thrive, and I've got Ripaway in there for fourth. So I've gone eight, three, six, and seven in the second heat of the Ladbrokes chase. Last year's Ladbrokes Hobart 1000 runner-up, of course, is Do It. We head to the third of the heats, which is race four on the program. Very, very, very interesting runner here, Raiders Guide. Talk about being thrown in the deep end here, Brennan. Uh, set tongues wagging, so to speak, Raiders Guide with the with the time run a couple of starts ago. Um, I'll, I'll keen for your thoughts here on on whether is it something that um, 
sort of you and, and your dad would look at doing if you had a, a dog as inexperienced as this? Far be it for us to question the judgment of a Hall of Fame trainer, but um, certainly an interesting runner in the series. On the inexperience, I'd say, no, I wouldn't put him in it because he's still got a lot to fine in regards to his field manners. Look, he has got the ability. He's not a brilliant beginner. He's got no early pace, but he's got a, a massive motor. Um, he's, you know, he's a lot stronger uh, at the back end of his 400-meter races. I, I just don't think he's really on the mindset to get this heat one and run. You know, there's clairvoyant in it who's an experienced dog. There's two sides to clairvoyant. He can sharpen any time, but just on the way this field is set, I think Raiders guide, he's going to miss the start. He's going to get round him. Look, we've been in the scenario once before when we had a dog called El Grand Amigo and he was the youngest dog in it when Zipping Bruiser won it in 2016. And, you know, he had everything go for him, but, you know, the pressure and just the class got the better of him. So you got, you've got to throw, look, if you think your dog's got the chance, you've got to give him a go and you've just got to take caution in the wind how he progresses through it. Some dogs can mature some dogs can you know get frightened by the quality that's going to come around him because it might be a bit too tough but this is um this is going to be the series that i'll either make or break raiders guide yeah well you've got to be in it to win it i guess and, and raiders guide certainly uh if the dog was able to run the times that he did a, a couple of starts ago he'd be give it going very close to winning the third of the heats uh heat four on the program, Brennan, first leg of Thursday night's quaddy. Uh, looking at the indicative market suggests that uh, the main chances are out wide through the eight old news, seven run red run, and then perhaps the four loves a dart. So uh, how did you see the fourth of the heats? I'm going to stick with old news from out wide there in box eight for Gary Johnson. Look, Back early in his career in Victoria, he was probably one of the best greyhounds that was progressing right through the grains. He'd made a stack of group finals over there, but he suffered an injury. And since he's come over to Gary Johnson's kennel, I know um, both Gary and Robin have worked to just get this greyhound, you know, back on track. And they've done that successfully. He's now won three on end and could possibly make it four from four in the last, you know, half uh, you know, five starts in, in the last five starts now, and he's doing everything right. No, not the quickest beginner I've seen, but uh, very much a tenacity chaser. And I think the graded races have made him look a real good dog. This is going to be the test to see where he's really at this time round. And I, you know, on a local sense, this is probably the chance to get him into the heat. You know, if he went up against Zipping Riley or, um, Nia Nia Flyer and a couple other dogs, he's probably going to find it hard. So this is probably his chance to to qualify and be in another group final. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point, isn't it? I mean, luck of the draw does play a big part in, in this series, given that you've essentially got a win to make the final. There'll only be one dog, well, the fastest second place getter makes it through. So old news on top for you in the fourth of the heats. Uh, we go to race seven, which is the uh, fifth of our Ladbrokes Chase Heats, and one of those dogs that you just spoke about, Brennan Nia, Nia Flyer, here up against some some handy locals, Harden Up Johnny, of course, was seen a, a recent Hobart feature winners. How did you see Heat 5? Um, on face value from Nia, Nia Flyer's trial there, he went 25.94. I didn't like the dog. 
He's well prepared by Matt Lanigan. He's in the care of Eileen Thomas here for the campaign of this series. Um, I think this is a chance to come away and really, you know, a change of kennel will probably fire this dog up at the right time. And off that trial, I'd want to see some improvement in him. I think if Harden Up Johnny gets the right breaks at the start and gets a clean getaway, he's going to get him early. We've seen how he's come through his campaign of the Georgian Island Johnson coming into uh, the recent um, dog collar series here at Launceston. He was just beaten unlucky in the final by um, Fast Minardi. So he's he's still in a rich reign of form. So they're the two standouts for me. But um, I'm going to stick towards Harden Up Johnny over Nia Nia Fly. I just think the draw is going to get the better chance. Pops promise. Uh, look, not in. It's coming back from a bit of an injury. I know Mick Pierce is, you know, would, is working well and he does with every dog he's got. He's probably a very, you know, he's one of the most underrated trainers we've got in the state here, and he'll be trying to get her ready as well. But I, I don't know if Nine Eye Fly can overcome that draw. Yeah, so for me, I'll go with Harden Up Johnny on the inside. Ladbrokes' new bet ticker now available. Watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbrokes app and see where the big bets land. Get the down low on the download. Ladbroke Ads. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. All right, Harden Up Johnny. From the red, we had the Ladbrokes chase heat six here, and I believe you'll be able to give us a bit of inside information here, Brennan, on the seven Aston Suzette, a dog that you've seen up close in recent times but might not be going around on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, at the moment, Aston Suzette will um, will be scratched. Um, unfortunately, she's pulled up with a bit of a bug, and, um, yeah, she'll be going home. It's just unfortunate, but, um, you know, <laughs> They're not machines at the end of the day. Something is always going to happen to pop up when you least expect it. So, uh, you know, charismations for the connections of the dog over in Victoria for the Abella Kennel. But, um, you know, the, the main thing is her welfare is our main importance. But at the moment, I'm really going to see the way towards um, Classy Lady. I do like her from out wide in Box 8. Brilliant campaigner. She's, a, you know, she's rising up in age, but she doesn't know that. She's racing really well at present um for me i've got um unique maurice is coming back there as well he's been out for a little while but he's starting to step back in hopefully at the right time Alter kate was a brilliant run behind nalan fenter in the in the recent gold cup we've seen a couple of weeks back so there's a couple of dogs in here with form but for me i'm going to stick with classy lady out wide there in box eight for the uh, sixth heat of the labrokes chase yeah, that one certainly opens up with the scratching Aston Suzette. Well, best till last by the looks of it, I, I think, Brennan, in terms of the big guns that we've got in the final of these chase heats. Of course, Nail and Fence are probably the number one local seed, but up against Zipping Riley and on the bit. Now, what a sensational race this promises to be. Certainly does. Um, look, on Zipping Riley's form, he is a, a former New South Wales Greyhound. He's only been in Matt Lanigan's kennel for a couple of starts. Um, he was a brilliant winner there at Taralgon on the J-shaped track. He caught the best of the night meeting of 25 and 17. And look, I'm still learning about the Taralgon form and, and how that track pans out. And from my understanding, that is a real red hot time there. So that's given uh, connections that, you know, the indicator that the dog's ideal for the series. And, um, he has won, at, you know, at Bulleye over the 472 and 2605. So this could be a good matchup against Nalan Fencer. So we could see a good good two-dog race there. But 
yeah, for me, Nalan Fence is just too classy. I mean, what we saw in his Gold Cup win, he was just airborne. I've never seen a dog trap from the boxes like he did there when he won the final and he carved out phenomenal splits and just got the job done in, in brilliant fashion. So, um, yeah, for me, I will put Nalan Fencer in on top over Zipping Riley. I do give a little chance, you know, a good each-way chance. He's, he's strong in the market now for Dewana Milo for Anthony Bullock. Um, he's in perfect form at the moment and he'll, uh, he's got a chance to be up there too. But, yeah, for me, it'll be Nalan Fencer to, to qualify and hopefully be our leading contender heading into the big $25,000 final in a week's time. Is he the dog, if I were to put you on the spot, Brennan, to, to select a, a dog that might win the entire series, would it be Nalan Fencer? Oh, look, if Rojo Diamond, there's not much between Rojo Diamond and Nalan Fencer. They're pretty equal. When Rojo Diamond's on on target, he can he can really put Nalan Fencer under pressure. But, um, look, it's hard to split them. Um, I'm really tied between the two of them. I've got to, um, you know, give consideration, uh, you know, consideration. Sorry to a couple of other runners in there as well, but yeah, for me, it's just too hard to split. I think there are two leading chances into it. It's just a matter of who's going to get the luck in the box draws um, heading into the final if they're successful to qualify. All right, very non-committal from you there. Uh, you mentioned the box draw. What's the process following the heats on Thursday night? When do we see the the final field and the box draw? And the box draw, I understand, will be conducted after the last heat, which is race number nine. Um, we will be able to bring footage or in some sort of capacity, we will see um, the box draw done there. I know that um, Connections will be picking their boxes under little memorabilia trophies there on the night that have been provided by the Northwest Club um, as Hobart are hosting the series. So we will bring that information to hand um, via the Twitter um, outlet of Taz Racing and hopefully through Taz Racing TV before uh, the meetings out uh, finishes there on Thursday night. Yeah, beauty. Another reason to tune into Taz Racing TV where you'll be hosting that live coverage. Uh, before we let you go, Brennan, uh, we touched briefly on uh, that Crown Lager Taz Bread Maiden series final. I know you have a, a Britain piece on the Taz Racing website, but uh, another really lucrative prize pool there and a, a nice bunch of dogs heading around in race six. Yeah, it's a very good final. We had a couple of heats there. Um, one was abandoned due to a malfunction with the starting boxes on uh, last Tuesday. So these greyhounds, uh, the last heat were drawn at a ballot and a couple of grounds were left out. But, you know, that's just part of the luck when you do that sort of process. So at the moment, I'm really sticking towards my mate Bluey from the outside draw there for uh, Stephen Badger Girard. He was a good heat winner there in 2016. Keeps improving with with the runs he's had. He's only had two, but his heat win gave a lot of focus to see that this dog's got the ability. It's just a matter of if he can put it all together and take out the final. I do give a lot of respect there to the two Paul Hilly runners, Nitro Cannon and Nitro Harvey. They were brilliant um, performances there in the heats as well. I do give a lot of push there into the inside draw of Nitro Cannon, but I do like the way my mate Bluey's going at the moment. And if he can get good money about him, obviously we're waiting for a market to come out. Um, he, uh, he should be a good uh, betting op- uh, proposition there for the for the race that'll be run for the 17th time. And yeah, $11,145 to the winner. That's an outstanding purse for uh 
and the great incentive for Taz bred breeders and for uh, connections here and locally training dogs in the state. Yeah, very well said. All right, well, we'll catch your thoughts for tomorrow night on Taz Racing TV. We'll get some markets up within the the next 24 hours and and keep an eye on social media platforms. I'm sure SEN will be getting hold of you at some point tomorrow and you'll give your best bets for that program. But uh, very much eagerly anticipating the Ladbrokes chase, the first leg of the Triple Treat Connections bonus, and, yeah, just really sets the scene for a terrific summer coming up. It certainly does, and, um, you know, I really give... um... Uh, applause to the Hobart Club for what they've done in the last couple of months to, you know, not only both Hobart and the Launceston Club, but more the Hobart Club to what they've done under the the resources they've got to host the feature events there for Devonport and hopefully they get a good turnout in the final next week and people come out and support it and, um, you know, get along and get amongst um, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks there in Hobart because there's just some outstanding racing on the cards there and it's a perfect time to really see how greyhound racing um, brings a lot of excitement to people